So you've done the hard work and now you are approaching retirement. Now what? In this episode, we've come up with four questions to help shape your strategy for spending the retirement income you've worked a lifetime to build. Yeah, we, we're going to hit these questions and going to give you a lot to think about. I say this all the time because it's so valuable. Uh, we work very hard to make sure we put this in a way that you can get it, whether it's just listening to us or watching us on YouTube, but also uh, putting it on the website in written form. So if you've not had a chance, visit the website, pomwealth.net forward slash blog. You can actually go to pomwealth.net and just go click on the blog. And all those articles are right there. One every Wednesday comes out on a lot of the topics that we are going to discuss on this uh, episode of the podcast. Uh, Also, if you would like to have a conversation, you're thinking, hey, guys, I've been listening to you. I just wouldn't mind a chat with you for a minute. Top right-hand corner of the web page, you'll see a button there that says complimentary 15-minute phone conversation or introduction call. You can do that. You'll see our calendar come up. It's completely no charge, complimentary. We'll talk for a few minutes. We'll answer any questions you have. I will tell you there's a lot of benefit to that. So if you've been thinking about it, been listening to us and thinking, I would like to talk to you guys, then uh, go ahead and take advantage of that. But before we get into this episode, we have a quick disclosure. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stancil and Merce Tariq. Welcome everyone to our Retirement in Action. Today, we're going to talk about a very, very exciting topic. And the reason why it's exciting is, could you imagine yourself getting to that goal that you're now retired? We talk about it a lot when that conversation around this idea that I've reached the summit. You think about this person that's worked so hard to get to the top of the mountain. They've done all the work, all the training, all the things well before you ever try to climb that mountain. And then finally, you make it to the summit. And we're calling this basically or talking about this, this idea of the retirement summit. And then we say, now what? Well, what do you have to do once you get to a summit? Well, you got to get back down. I mean, you got to start really doing a different type of planning. There's one type of plan to get to the top. There's another type of plan to get ourselves safely home. And so really what we're going to consider in this episode is four questions to help shape your strategy for spending the retirement income you've worked a lifetime to build. So now think about it, for decades and decades, many people work for someone else or for themselves in a business and they get income coming in every year. And now all of a sudden you find yourself there in retirement and you now wanna have income that's gonna last throughout your retirement plan. And so what we're gonna do is walk through four questions that you need to think about and plan for when it comes to retirement. So. Mercer's going to get us started with our first one. 
That's right. Question number one is, it's a tough one to answer. It is, how long should I expect to live? And there is data on this, and then there's actual reality on this. And so when we're, when we're building out these plans, when we're thinking through all the different moving parts when, when we're building out a plan, the question does come up, well, how do we even plan for this future? Say you're 60 or 65 and, uh, and you're planning on retiring. And what we have to do now is support the next 25, 35, even 45 years uh, of retirement without any uh, work income coming in the door for the most, most part of people. So that, that statement there can get a little overwhelming. And it comes to, well, at some point we have to plan that we're not going to need the money anymore, and which is when we pass away. And so I'll tell you the average of someone who is 65 today, uh, a male can expect to live to age 84, and then a female can expect to live to age 86 and a half. Now, we all know how averages work. They are basically numbers all over the, all over the place that are jumbled together, and you get one number that spits out. You have some in the high end and you have some in the low end. So that average is built up of people living into their hundreds, also people uh, passing away early in their early 60s. And that's how we arrive at that 84 for males, 86 and a half for females. I will tell you that when we're building out these plans, we are never saying that we, we are okay if we run out of money at age 84 and 86 and a half. That is, in our opinion, a little too risky. Um, and also we have no clients that say, that, that that's how they want to plan it either that, you know, I want to spend all my money and I want to make sure I do it by age 85. Uh, there's a lot of unknown when we get into retirement and, and we can only plan for so much. So what, what we're really looking at and what we have seen in reality is that uh, one out of three 65 year olds today will live past age 90 and one out of seven will live past age 95. If you think about it, it just makes sense. Um, medicine has gotten so much better and we are seeing people living longer and longer. And we have clients that sit in front of us all the time that say, you know, my father passed away at 96. My mother passed away at 97. I have a brother that's in his late, uh, late eighties or late nineties. And, you know, we just hear that more and more. Whereas a conversation 20 years ago was completely different. So life expectancy is increasing to a degree or we're, at least we're seeing the numbers uh, in your favor. So yes, we definitely want to plan for later. We're going to plan in that 90 to 95 range as far as making sure that there are still sustainable assets there. And it does a couple things. One, if you lived in 95, well, great, we've planned for it. The other is, well, what if there is a scenario like a long-term care scenario that's going to use quite a bit of our assets in our earlier ages, maybe in our 70s or our 80s? Well, we plan on having assets until age 90 or 95. So it's well within the plan in that hypothetical, the what ifs get covered when we plan for such a longer span of retirement li living. So how long should I expect to live? Nobody has the answer, but if we err on the side of caution here and go conservative, uh, it works, works pretty well. Yeah, I would say don't do this one. We hear this one all the time. Well, my mom or my dad only lived until they were 80, so I'm probably not gonna live past 80. Um, my dad lived until he was 95, uh, and that was after he had parents who died in their 60s, um, uh, at least his dad did. And so keep, beware that, hey, by the way, some of the things that you have access to, maybe your parents did not. All right, that leads us to question number two. 
How much will a cost of living increase during my lifetime? Another huge question that honestly we don't have an answer to, but here's some things that we can do to plan through it. I'm just going to kind of give you some numbers. If you look at the last 100 years of inflation, uh, it's about just a little bit over 3%. If you look at the last 10 years, it's only about 1.5%. Very big difference there. Here's the thing that I want you to be aware of, though. You can go look at and pick little times, intervals of time, where those numbers were really high and they were really low. In fact, we got periods that was deflation, meaning everything was was going down in price. That was what happened in 08. Uh, And we've seen that throughout the different years, throughout that 100-year look. So all we can do is say, look, if we take 100 years, throw it at 3%, that's probably a pretty conservative number. Now, the numbers are compelling, though, when you start looking at that. And that's why we believe you need to have a retirement financial plan that looks at this and Merce and I use a software program that, that really helps us think that through. And Merce is the one who does a lot of the planning. Uh, Merce, you know these numbers better than I do. And, and if somebody needed a certain amount now, how much it increases? And I know you know those numbers pretty good. And you can, you can say that quicker than I can. Right. Yeah. I mean, it just, it's crazy. So if you have someone that um, is maybe 60 and they are looking to retire at 65 and you've got a 3% inflation rate, um, just 3% uh, only over five years, if we're planning for age 60 to 65, can increase the amount of need by $1,000 a month, just that tiny little 3%. Or, you know, if that if they're now 80, that's taking that $1,000 extra need to closer to 2,500 extra a month. So inflation is definitely a factor, something that we need to, to plan on for sure. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, This is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. Yeah, and and I think the best way to do this, sometimes we'll have folks come in and they try to do a spreadsheet. Um, And I will tell you that a spreadsheet is good. We can do some pretty simple things with a spreadsheet, but there's a lot of different things we have to think about. In fact, one of the things that a lot of times people don't think about is that we split income apart. So for example, I don't need to inflate my mortgage payment because there's no inflation needed. That's a fixed payment for 30 years. So we split that apart and then we only inflate the part that needs to be inflated. So we really wanna spend some time with our retirement financial plan to help us think that through in order to get those answers, uh, to answer that question accurately. All right, question number three, when should I retire? Uh, what retirement, there is, there are so many different variables that we need to be thinking through. Obviously the best scenario is you love your job. You can continue in your job until you're 70, uh, because a, a bunch of things happen there. One at, at 65, you become eligible for Medicare. Um, at 70, you become eligible for the highest potential social security income. And so, 
that is usually the best scenario. Now, most people don't have any desire to be working into 70. So the question becomes, when should I retire? When is it most advantageous to retire? And that's a very subjective question. Uh, it could be one answer for one family and another for, for the other. But things that we need to be thinking about are, well, all right, if we retire early, what are the impacts going to be there? If I want to retire at 60, well, now I've got health insurance coverage that I got to figure out from 60 to 65 to get to Medicare. I've got a shortage of income because I'm not even eligible for Social Security yet. I may not even be eligible for my pension yet if I'm getting a pension. Um, and then you're giving up the ability to save into these plans. You're giving up the ability for these plans to continue to grow. The majority of people are going to see the, their, their assets really start co seeing that compounding effect in their 50s. So you don't want to cut that short. Um, so uh, when, when we're talking now, the other side of this is when should I retire from a market perspective? The last thing anyone wants to do is walk into retirement and, and, and walk into another bear market. Or imagine uh, last year, it feels like it's been forever, but last year when the whole pandemic started and you walked into this idea of retirement in February of 2020. Well, we all know by the end of February into March, the pandemic was uh, has had come into play. The markets were tumbling, and the market in a matter of weeks fell 34%. The S&P 500 fell 34%. Imagine if you had decided and you'd already put in your notice that you're retiring and that million-dollar 401k dropped by 340000 And now you're thinking, oh, man, do I have to go back to work? Now, unfortunately, there is no answer. There is no good way to pick the best time to retire from a market cycle perspective. All we can really add here is to make sure that you've got a, an investment philosophy that you really believe in, that you believe works for you, and hopefully is going to get you out of harm's way in these, in these struggles that the market is going to provide. We know that. We know that if you're living you know, 20, 30, 40 years in retirement, you're going to see some tough years. It's statistically proven every five to six years, we're seeing some type of correction or some type of bear market in the, in the market. So that's a 10 to 20, 30% loss. So if I'll ask you the question, can you sustain that? Can you handle that from a numbers perspective, but also from an emotional perspective, if you're in retirement? Um, so just things to think about, uh, when should I retire? That's really, it really comes down to you and your preference, but at the very least, have an investment scenario, or investment philosophy that really lines up with the answer to when should I retire. So this is a good piggyback, but it's another question, uh, and it comes right along with some of those things that Merce was just saying. Question number four, where should I place my assets? Now, it's we, we're going to make this very simple. Merce and I talk about all the time, there's two different types of money that we need, one that's going to produce income and one that we're trying to get growth and income from. Um, but the one that we believe, so if, if we were to split those two places up and we said, look, let's think about our income and let's talk about our essential needs, the money that we need to pay the common bills that we know we're going to have every single month. So we, we that's got needs and then we got wants and then we got money that we want to give away. That needs money that we have to have, we believe should be produced by something that's going to give us guarantees. Now that could be social security, a pension, that's that's some. And then usually I'm going to have a gap there on my needs analysis. 
So on my needs analysis, I'm going to say, okay, well, I need a little bit more. So now I got to go say, where can I get some guarantees? And I'm going to have a short list, CDs, money markets, treasury bonds, and fixed annuities. That's kind of the places I can get guarantees. I And obviously, you know, the CDs, money markets are not offering very much, neither is treasury bonds right now. So that kind of drives us down this idea of, well, annuities. And I will tell you that Merce and I do use fixed annuities. I think that they offer as a good alternative to uh, to give us those income needs, pay for those income needs. Uh, if you want to know more about that, we did a whole entire series on fixed annuities, fixed index annuities. Now, the other category are, hey, we want to invest for growth, which means we're going to be in the stock market. But if we're going to do that, you got to figure out there what type of an approach do, do you want? Do you want a buy and hold that says, I'm going to hang in there no matter what, and the market's going down 30 40%, and you're somebody's telling you just to hang in there and not worry about it. I will tell you that the clients that Merce and I talk to and have do not want that. They don't want that stress. They don't want that pressure. They say, no, they would much prefer to make a decent rate of return, but have a, pl a plan in place that would protect them from a significant loss. And we, our approach is we do that through actively managing the account. Now, there could be all kinds of arguments around this. You could have somebody say, yes, but if you do that, you're going to give up upside. That's possible. Uh, that is possible. But again, go back to what you think. Some people say, no, I would rather have a decent rate of return and know that I'm going to be protected from significant loss. I'm okay giving up some upside. I understand that there's a potential there. But again, go back to what Merce was talking about, about uh, you know, what, when do I enter retirement? Well, if I enter retirement and I'm in a buy and hold scenario and the market's crashing, that can be devastating. So if I've got that plan in place, then I don't have to worry, is this going to be a big crash? Because I know I've got a plan in place. So I think that's really, really important. But that's, that's four questions. You got anything to add on that, by the way, Merce? No, I, I think you summed it up very nicely. So four, yeah. four questions for, for helping figure this out and navigating all of this, I think, is plenty. Uh, to get us started. Good. Again, I'll tell you, visit our website. We've got a whole blog article on this particular topic. Has all four of those questions with bullet points to help you think that through. That's pomwealth.net forward slash blog. And uh, there's a new article put there every single week, uh, every Wednesday. So check that out. We do appreciate very much you listening. Hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. All right, everyone. That wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.